Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Search and Seizure. I'm your host, Kevin B. Banks Jr. Today, episode four, I want to talk to my high school seniors in particular, but really any student that is in school this semester about different uh, things you should be doing to be able to maximize your scholarship dollars going into the last semester of whatever year in school you are. So for my high school seniors, that's your last semester of high school. For my college students, it's just the second semester of the end of your, in particular, academic year. And then for my college seniors, it's your last semester of undergrad before you either go on into industry or decide you want to go get a master's degree. So I've got four key areas I'm going to talk about today. First area is going to be following up about financial aid packages from those early action school submissions. So you know if you need to apply for more institutional scholarships. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to talk about reaching out to the financial aid slash scholarship office to inquire about any institutional specific scholarship applications that are open and where you can go to apply. Number three, I'm going to talk about utilizing your school district slash school counselor for information about any local, regional, or state scholarships that you are eligible for. And then lastly, number five is going to be taking time to assess your top three to top five schools on financial fit to determine uh, which school is the best choice to enroll in. So again, this conversation is, is primarily geared towards my high school seniors, but I do think that there are some key lessons that can be uh, taken from this conversation for my college students and then, well, yeah, my college students, really, okay? So tip number one, or talking point number one, follow up on those financial aid packages from your early action school submissions. So for my seniors that may have applied early action in the fall of your senior year, so I'm talking between August, October, maybe no later than November 1st, if you apply by those early action deadlines, you should, by now, by the time this airs, in the month of January 2023, you should be receiving not only admissions to your early action schools that you've applied to, but you also should be receiving those financial aid packages as well. Uh, if you have not, please, please, please follow up on those financial aid packages because it is very important to know how much aid your institution is offering you in order for us to be able to determine how much aid you need going forward, right? So if you've applied early action, one of the benefits of applying early action is that you're going to be considered for the maximum amount of institutional scholarship money at that school, whether it be certain scholarship opportunities that are automatically uh, awarded to you based on if you meet the criteria for applying early action or honors programs or anything of that sort. So if you applied early action, you have a greater chance of getting offered those institutional scholarship dollars. However, if you have not done everything that you need to do in order to receive that financial aid package, like filling out your FAFSA or submitting test scores or anything that the school may require you to submit or follow up on before they release that financial aid package, please do so ASAP. We want that financial aid package at this point in the game because it's going to help us be able to determine how much scholarship money you need going forward in order for you to build a full ride. So remember, if you have not received your financial aid packages from the early action schools that you applied to in the fall of your senior year for my high school seniors, please follow up on those today. Now, talking point number two kind of builds on talking point number one. Talking point number two, you want to reach out to the financial aid or scholarship office 
to inquire about any institutional specific scholarship applications that are open and where you can go to apply. The reason being is that even though that the university, when you applied early action, if you did that, considered you for the maximum amount of institutional scholarship money, those are automatic considerations based on you applying and meeting certain criteria. That does not mean that you are ineligible to apply for institutional specific scholarship opportunities that may still require a, a separate scholarship application, right? So you have a lot of colleges and universities that may have their own scholarship portal uh, or it may direct you to another website where they house their scholarship information. I've seen it be, you know, UW-Madison Academic Works, for example, not to throw UW-Madison out there, but it was just top of mind, right? So if you were to type in the name of the university scholarship portal, you may be able to pull up that particular scholarship portal associated with that university and see what institutional specific scholarship opportunities are available to you. More times than not, there may be a few that you are automatically considered for as soon as you apply and meet certain criteria. However, there may be a lot of scholarship opportunities that you may be eligible for based on uh, submitting a separate scholarship specific application. So what does that look like? That may be going on that additional website and filling out a general scholarship application that will then filter out based on the information that you provide, your name, where you went to high school, your GPA, maybe your test score, maybe a few essay responses, different things like that. And then also the major that you plan on enrolling in and completing during your undergraduate degree, it will filter out the scholarships that you are now eligible for that you can then submit a supplementary application to in order to have the opportunity uh, to win those additional scholarship dollars. So remember, if you've already uh, applied for a school, you've been accepted, or even if you're waiting to get accepted, inquire about additional institutional specific scholarship opportunities that you may be able to apply for and take advantage of on that university's website. So that way you can increase the amount of aid that you get, not just from the financial aid package, but also by your efforts and whatnot. So that way you can decrease the overall cost of attendance to go. And then don't, don't forget these scholarships may require an additional application in most cases. So be prepared to reuse some of those essays or letters of recommendation, right? It is not plagiarism for you to reuse your own original work as long as you make sure that you tailor that essay and or that letter of recommendation to the specific scholarship that you're applying for, or if there are certain things that the organization that you're, the scholarship organization that you're applying to calls out, like a commitment to service, like a commitment to leadership, like uh, a desire to be a student athlete, make sure those things are called out in your essays where applicable, and even your letter of recommendation where applicable to make sure that you have the best chance to stand out on that application so you can maximize your opportunities to get those dollars, okay? Now, Talking point number three for my high school, my high school seniors, you want to utilize your school district slash school counselor for information about any local, regional or state scholarships that you are eligible for. I would even argue that this particular thing does apply uh, at the collegiate level as well. For my college students, you may want to go into that financial aid office and talk to those uh, uh, scholarship counselors or the financial aid counselor about any local, regional, or state scholarship specific to your school as well. Kind of going back into talking point number two, you can do this, talking point number three, while you are actively a student. Now, for my high school seniors, 
what this will do for you is that because this time of year we mentioned uh, there are scholarship, different scholarship types that will be closing soon. So you want to find out about as many as you can and apply for them. So if you're local to the Chicago area and you are a CPS student, there are three scholarships that I know of right now that are open um, that will be closing over the next you know five or seven days, right? That's the Pullman Foundation Scholarship with a deadline of February 1st, 2023. There's the McDonald's Hasser Scholarship closing on February 3rd, 2023. And then there's the Winter Foundation Scholarship closing on February 6th, 2023. These scholarships range in values from as low as $10,000 per year for four years or as much as $100,000 over a period of time, right? And so um, those are just three examples of local slash regional scholarships that my Chicago public school system students can take advantage of. But remember, if you are a high school senior, Go talk to your counselor at your school district, or if you're in CPS, for example, um, go talk to your counselor at the school and find out about those local, regional, or state scholarships that are currently open that may be closing over the next few weeks or the next few months that you can apply to that has less competition than maybe some of the national scholarships that you're applying to. Remember, part of the scholarship game is you want to make sure that you're maximizing your points in every section. The beauty of having less competition that you have to apply to, it could mean that the threshold for that scholarship, meaning the number of points you have to get, may be lower in comparison to if you were applying for a national scholarship. So point number three, utilize your school district slash school counselor for information about any local, regional, or state scholarships that you are eligible for for my high school seniors. And if you're a college student, Go into your financial aid office or your scholarship office if you have one of those and just talk to those counselors about any scholarship opportunities that may be local to the area that your school is in, that may be regional to the state or maybe a few states or even state level scholarships based on where your school is located geographically. And then point number four, uh, for my high school seniors especially, take time to assess your top three to top five schools on financial fit to determine whether that school is the best choice for you to enroll in financially. Now, what do I mean when I say financial fit? I would define financial fit as a school that has no more of an outstanding balance based on the financial aid package you receive and any scholarship opportunities that you may be expecting to get. You should not have any more of an outstanding balance, and I would say ten dollars to $15,000 out of pocket. Why that number in particular? Well, that number in particular, because I think it would be relatively easy if you were to enroll in your institution and may have to take out ten dollars to $15,000 in loans. It would be easier, in my opinion, after your first semester in college to then start applying for those institutional scholarships at your school, maybe even some local, regional, state scholarships when you're in college to be able to get ten dollars to $15,000 to then pay that loan balance off if you've gotten federal loans before those balances become due after you graduate. So remember, one of the things that you can do as a college student, if you do take out loans, you do not have to wait until you graduate college to start paying on those loans. You can apply for different scholarship opportunities that may pay directly to you or may pay directly to the school. And once your balance is cleared, it will give you a refund check. You can take that refund check and then send it directly to whoever your federal loan servicer is to pay off the balance of that loan well before you have to start paying on that principal and and interest balance when you graduate. 
Now, I know that sounded like a lot, but let me just break that down in simpler terms. Financial fit, you want to have no more than ten dollars to $15,000 out of pocket based on the schools that you're considering. When you look at the financial aid package they've given you, not including loans, and then also any scholarship opportunities that you've applied to that you're currently confident that you're going to receive, that number should be no greater than $15,000. If you're looking at schools based on academics, and you take a look at how much financial aid you've been offered, excluding loans, and then also any scholarship prospects that you have, you compare that to your overall cost of attendance projections, and you've got an outstanding balance of more than $15,000, I would say that that school is not a good financial fit for you. And you may want to look at some other schools that you've applied to to see if there's any school that's a better financial fit. Now, I can hear some of you saying, Kevin, what happens if my top three to five schools, none of them fit the category or fit the criteria of quote unquote financial fit? Then my conversation with you, if I were coaching you and your your family, would be maybe we need to start looking at some schools outside of your top five for you to potentially enroll in for maybe a year, maybe two years, so that way you can have less student loan debt or no student loan debt for those first two years, and then you transfer it ultimately to the school that you want to go to. And in that situation, there may be opportunities for you to get more scholarship money as a transfer student than you would have gotten as an incoming freshman at that very same school. So if you have schools that are not a good financial fit on your top five, top three to top five, you may want to start looking at schools that are outside of that top five to make sure that you're picking the best school financially for you so you minimize student loan debt or negate it altogether and then you can potentially transfer to the school that you ultimately wanted to go to in the first place and be able to get more money as a transfer student through those scholarship opportunities than you would have as an incoming freshman. Now another caveat to that depending on where you live and where you're from instead of going to a school that may be in your top seven top ten you may decide you know what I want to do one year at community college and then go on to a four-year institution. That is also a viable option as well. It's a great way for you to knock out your prerequisite classes at a, at a fraction of the cost of a four-year institution. And then from there, again, you can transfer into the school that you desire to go to at a lower cost with maybe more scholarship opportunities than you would have gotten as an incoming freshman at that exact same school. So just to kind of wrap up that particular point, um, after being armed with the information of financial fit, it'll help you determine if that school is overall a good fit for you, not just academically, socially, but financially as well. If so, focus the majority of your energy and effort on first uh, on your on those first three talking points to build a full ride for that school. So the first three talking points of today's podcast episode. If your financial fit school is not your best fit overall. Reach out to that desired school and see if they have any additional aid so they can bring that school closer to that financial fit category. Then reassess based on the previous three talking points. So, again, if a school may be a little outside of that financial fit bracket, go and talk to the financial aid office and maybe see about any additional aid that they may have left over from the pool of money for your incoming class. They may be able to allocate an additional 5000 a year. 10000 a year, maybe even 20000 a year to ultimately bring the school uh, more closely to the financial fit category. And then from there, you'll be able to better assess whether or not that school is an overall good fit for you.
Now, as we kind of close out today, I want to kind of give you all some statistics uh, that I found around scholarships and being able to leverage those that go to school to help you really understand that at the end of the day, owning the scholarship process is it should be every student's um, prerogative or every student's uh, purpose if they decide they want to go to college, right? If you're a student and or a parent listening to this, if your child and you as a student want to enroll in a four-year college or university, it is on you to be able to fund your education. The days of schools, you know, being able to provide full rides to, you know, the majority of students are not here anymore. The, the cost of school is astronomical. And so it is really on us as, as students and as individuals that desire to receive the service of going to a four-year school, to be able to have a certain degree, to be able to get a certain job and live a certain lifestyle. It's really on us to own being able to fund our educational career and scholarships is the best way to do that. So these are some statistics from the website Think Impact. Um, these scholarship statistics have been mentioned, have been mentioned in the media from places like HuffPost, Forbes, Time Magazine, and TechCrunch. So um, some of the statistics that I'm going to list are the following. In 2022, 58% of families use scholarships to help pay for college. There is an estimated around 1.7 million in private scholarship opportunities. 16% of students that enroll in college will receive a state scholarship, while 13% will receive a private scholarship. Uh, only 1.5% of students will receive a full-ride scholarship from an institution. Again, only 1.5% of students that apply to go to college will receive a full scholarship from an institution. Uh, white students have a 14.2% chance of getting a scholarship, while minority students have 11.2% chance. Uh, another another statistic that I think is very interesting around scholarships being awarded uh, in 2015 through 2016, a total of $1.6 billion was awarded in scholarship money to 1.58 million recipients. The average recipient received roughly $4,200 in scholarship funds. Um, there is a combined worth of uh, I'm sorry, let me let me rephrase this statistic. There's an estimated 1.7 million private fellowships and scholarships. Of those 1.7 million private fellowships and scholarships, they have a combined worth of over $7.1 billion, okay? So again, there are over 1.7 million private fellowships and scholarships. The combined worth of those 1.7 billion, 1.7 million private Fellowships and scholarships is over 7.1 billion, okay? And then just a couple more statistics for you all. So according to Scholarly, which is a scholarship website and app, around 1.58 million scholarships are available to undergraduate and graduate students each year. However, from that previous statistic, only one in eight college students is awarded a scholarship, so that's roughly 12.5%. Of the students who were awarded scholarships, 97% received $2,500 or less. And then furthermore, only, uh, only two-tenths of a percent of students received scholarships worth $25,000 or more. That statistic was provided by Unigo in 2021. 
So these numbers and statistics are just data, right, to support the importance of owning the scholarship process. Now, I know some of the metrics may make you say, Kevin, why should I apply for a scholarship if so many uh, people are not getting them based percentage-wise? I would say it's still important to apply because here at Just the Right Amount LLC, we teach our scholars and students how to uh, utilize their applications um, in the numbers game of the scholarship process, meaning whenever you submit a scholarship, there's a score given to every category you submit. So we're teaching our scholars and students how to put the best parts of who they are in every application so they maximize their points in every section to ultimately move on from one round to the next and be handed a scholarship check. So if you're looking for support or if you're looking for additional coaching, feel free to reach out to us at www.therightamount.org or via email at info at therightamount.org. Again, our email is info, I-N-F-O, the symbol at therightamount.org altogether. Thank you so much. This has been episode four of the Search and Seizure podcast. I hope you learned uh, something and we look forward to bringing a new episode to you next week. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye-bye.